you see her hunched over what looks to be the body of a raccoon that was caught in a trap. But she's not eating it, she's like poking at it. Like she seems to be examining the body. You get one I want to like hold her so that Esme can hit her with the axe. I'm going to try to wrap her in chains. Now what do you do? All right. We have to burn her. She screams and croaks far past when her voice should have been silenced by scorching fumes. The screams become a high, strange whine, unlike anything you've ever heard a human produce. How are you uh, spending this time in seclusion? Oh, I grabbed The Walking Dead. I thought that would be a fun, (laughs) fun read. You're just not able to relax during this time. Which bond is suffering from this? The barman. Because I normally would go to the bar on the weekend, I guess. What's the barman's name? You know, he's the barman. So how are you trying to boost your firearm skill? I'm going to take a class on the weekend. And which bond is this reducing? Probably my husband, since it's cutting into his weekend time with me. He's also kind of concerned why you're all of a sudden want a gun in the house and you want to know how to use a gun. It seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, so he's a little concerned about that. Yeah. So Esme, why do you find yourself in Pittsburgh? I am attending a conference. What conference? It's for medicine. A medicine conference. Alright. Why are there is a very large hospital system in Pittsburgh. There you the go. University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. I'm, so, yeah, I'm attending a conference on contraindications for new medicines. Expanding my knowledge. Okay. Getting all of the pencils and cup warmers and things from pharmaceutical companies. Uh, is your work buddy there? Hansi Singh? Um, I'm going to say... No, Hansi was not able to attend. And what's your husband Oscar do for a living? He's a house spouse. He takes care of our cat and cooks dinner. Alright, uh, Cindy, it is a Tuesday afternoon uh, in early fall, and you have been told to test out a new self-driving car. <laughs> You've won a new car! Okay. So how are you going to go about testing it? They don't need it on the test range anymore. They want it to have a real-world test drive. Okay. Well, uh, so we've been doing that for, for a little while at, uh, at my, my company. So, you know, I uh, check out the, the vehicle, um, and there's always a safety driver and the technician. I assume I'm going to be the technician on this particular outing. So I uh, load up into the passenger seat and throw some some gear up there with me. And then I'm going to have uh, uh, let's see, Frank. Frank will be my, my safety driver uh, as we, we take the vehicle out. So, uh, so yeah. So Frank uh, is going to drive us to wherever we're going to start testing the vehicle. You know, they how, how we do this here is and um, you know, we need very detailed maps uh, for the for the cars uh, in order for them to be able to drive themselves so we've got to take it to one of the neighborhoods that we've got well mapped out that's gonna be kind of maybe a little bit quieter um, at this time of day um, so 
We're, we're going to drive over to that area, and then uh, Frank's going to turn, flip, flip on the, the AI, and uh, it's going to going to start dr- tooling itself around. And I'm going to, you know, watch all the readouts on my side to make sure that it's, you know, getting all the the info it needs and that the the AI is making the right decisions. And Frank can pay attention to make sure we don't run over any uh, any school kids. <laughs> all right. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna avoid sinkholes as well. You're gonna avoid sinkholes. Good luck. All right. So as you are uh, test driving this car, uh, you find yourself following like a wandering path, going through several different neighborhoods, and you find yourself in Northview Heights. Um, and as you are. Uh, checking some of the data coming in through your laptop there is a bump and the technician kind of yells out and hits the emergency brake you have killed a man <laughs> level up uh, so <laughs> i turn to frank and be like hey hey what 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 happened frank some some stupid cat just ran in the way okay so I'm, so I'm gonna look at the the data. I'm gonna pull up the lidar to see uh, to see if I can scroll back some frames to see uh, see this cat. So you were driving past a small grocery store, and there were a couple of cars parked in front of it, and this cat runs out between the two cars right in front of yours. You have a final frame of it looking in surprise at your car. It's this black tortoise shell cat. Mm. All right. So, uh, so I imagine we're, we're going to pull over. Frank's going to get out, and I'm going to pull down the uh, the the passenger side little visor, and I'm going to add another tick to the to the animal. You know, kill <laughs> kill right for, for the vehicle. I, I I turn over to Frank and I yell, "Hey, we're up to eleven now!" And he put he says, "Yay." Uh. <laughs> So I, I'm st- I don't imagine I get out of the vehicle, so I don't know what Frank sees. Yeah, fr- you see Frank like looking at the car to inspect it for damage, and then he looks back and shakes his head. The uh, evening clerk for the uh, grocery store comes out and asks if everything's okay. Shakes his head when he sees the cat. Kind of looks your shiny new car over, and uh, do you still have the uh, driver's wheel, the uh, steering wheel, rather? in the uh in the car is that taken out for this one oh no the, the these vehicles all all have a regular stealing steering wheels. okay stealing wheel regular schmegular stealing wheel <laughs> is that what y'all call them in pittsburgh stealing wheels? yeah i'm just i just had a little cough and i i coughed on wheel before and then i coughed on steering so i just <laughs> Let me let me try try again to say the word steering wheel. Yeah, just just regular steering wheels on the, these here cars. So the grocery clerk says that he will uh, call the uh, animal control and have them pick up the uh, pick up the cat or whoever does that, and then y'all can drive on off. Do I, do I get any experience for that? No, there's no experience in this game. No experience. All right, no experience. so I guess Frank gets back in. 
gets us back uh, back on the road, and then he, we, we flip over to the self-driving car feature again. So okay. we go off at the speed limit. Yeah. Just, just another day. A Tuesday. Uh, so, uh, the following Thursday, Esme flies into Pittsburgh for her conference. Uh, neither... Uh, Cindy, I don't think that you ever told Esme that you live in Pittsburgh, and I don't think that y'all have each other's numbers to know that you're both here in the town together, and there's really no reason for you guys to get together, but Friday evening, it's 6.30, and you both get a call on your burner phones. I pick it up. Agent Christopher, this is Agent Karen. Uh, we have a crash priority mission for you and Agent Kim. Multiple casualties, possibly paranormal event that occurred about 20 minutes ago in a community center in... Where'd my notes go? Where are my notes? No, my notes. I'm lost without my notes. Point Breeze. <laughs> In Point Breeze. Yes. Yeah, I know where that is. Yes. Uh, Local authorities and the media are already on the scene. Not the media. uh, Your contact is a friendly local uh, fireman named Sam Misner. Uh, I don't have any more details for you, but you need to stop what you're doing and head there now. But. So what are you doing at 630 on a Friday? 630 on a Friday night? Yep. Probably hanging out with the the barman Chris. That that'd probably be me. So I'm had a had a yingling or two. Esme, what are you doing when you get this call? I am um re- I am reviewing my notes. I need my notes. I am lost without my notes. And <laughs> <laughs> I am about to give a, uh, a presentation at this uh, at this conference that I'm at. Thursday night presentation. Friday night, and yes. Friday night? Friday night. Events go till 8. Doctors don't get normal hours. So you're about to give a presentation? Yes. So what are you going to do now that you've got this call? I'm going to answer my phone in an irritated and desperate voice. Well, you hear the same thing that uh, Agent Christopher just said, heard. Only replace every instance of Christopher with Kim and every instance of Kim with Christopher. I'm going to cuss loudly and go to the other people who are giving this presentation with me. There's three people on the panel. And I'm going to say, uh, hey, I'm going to have to bail on you guys. I'm really, really sorry. Here are my notes. I have to go take care of something to buy. And before they ask me any questions, I leave. Because if they ask me questions, I have to answer them. That's who I am as a person. And so I just walk away. <laughs> and uh, I've called, a, <laughs> called an Uber with all my, my free Uber credit. And uh, I head off. Um, we could say I called an Uber pool. Yeah. <laughs> is this one that Ubers with a wet bar? Uh, no, no. We only got a few of those, and they only operate. And your on mom has days. them all uh, 
has them all on speed dial. No, yeah, my mom, uh, you know, she brings her own. It's a BYOB Uber. But we could say that if you want, Jeremy, for uh, narrative reasons, we could say I called an Uber pool, and uh, and as did Esme, and it picks us both up. How do you know I'm here? No, we wouldn't. It would just be by chance, because we're going toward the same place. Oh, gotcha. That's how, that's how Uber pool works. So you're going to call an Uber that's going to follow traffic laws that way? That way you can well, get there slowly. What am I supposed? I've been drinking, Jeremy. I told you. You want me to? You want me to to get in a vehicle and drive drunk law, law, and break the all law. the laws? Breaking and the law, law. you want me to be respected when I when I show up to this place, right? So, <laughs> I'm I'm just not sure how I can do any better than that. All right. So Point Breeze is a quiet residential neighborhood on the east central edge of Pittsburgh. You see children playing in the dying autumn light as their parents take in the performance of Shakespeare in the park. The locals turn to look at you rush past, but quickly you are just a fading memory to them. The community center is a squat brick building surrounded by modest bushes and carefully tended trees. The drab gray structure is lit up by the surrounding emergency vehicles. Two police cars blocking the road in front of the building a fire truck with the crew huddled around a shaking security guard wrapped in a blanket, and an ambulance. Two paramedics in biohazard suits are carrying a body bag out of the building on a gurney. In the street in front of the building, a police officer is giving an interview to a WPXI news crew. Cindy's probably not quite sure exactly what she should do, so I'm going to watch for a minute. Maybe snoop around in the news van. That's what's right there. Uh, so as you're standing near the news van, you can hear this police captain uh, very professionally being interviewed by these uh, reporters. You can kind of glean from the conversation that his name is Captain Kerr, or Kerr, I guess. Uh, but he's very professional. Uh, he confirms that there's deaths. Uh, but isn't discussing any numbers, causes, who the victims are, uh, whether it's terrorism caused by Muslims, or anything that the news reporters are trying to draw him into. He wants to wait until a proper investigation has commenced and the next of kin have been notified. All right, so uh, so we are here, and people are like, hey, you know, is this another one of them mass shootings, I assume, is like a thing yeah there's and... a little bit of a crowd that's gathered um the the captain will say that that it doesn't seem like there was any sort of gun violence involved uh that they are still investigating as to what the cause was of these deaths but there were multiple deaths and they are looking into it gotcha so no no gun violence he said there there was no gun Hmm. violence here Hmm. interesting is there like a police cordon line or anything like you said there's people around so i assume we're sort of standing around like other people they're kind of being behind the uh the police car over here like uh i'd say that there's probably a line like past where you're standing like like over here well i guess the news van wouldn't be inside the cordon but uh 
under here where it says the parking lot, there would be mm -hmm. a cordon there. And there's uh, officers standing at the front of the building to stop people from entering. Right. Um, so, because I was coming from the bar, I probably... Normally, I like I bring my drone around with me, my drone that I horribly failed at using last time. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to assume I don't have my drone on me, which I might have wanted to use, because um, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, what I do have, I'm going to say I do have, I have one of those um, infrared camera adapters for my phone. So right. I'm going to see if I can look at the building to get kind of a sense of, you know, are there heat shapes kind of moving around inside and stuff like that. Okay, so you start scanning the, well, I guess it kind of looks like you're just videotaping it with your cell phone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what it would look like. Yeah, so uh, you can tell that over in this direction there, it, there does mm -hmm. seem to be someone inside moving around in this room right here. Uh, other than that, the building seems to be empty. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share that with Esme. I'm gonna say, hey, uh, you know, look look at this, and I sh point at the screen and say, so it looks like there's somebody over here, but like not in like the rest of the building. Okay. So, you know, so either like you know the main area over here kind of at the bottom like maybe that's empty that maybe that's where the bodies are but there, there's somebody in there right now prop maybe emergency maybe something but uh i think we should probably try and try and see if we can trick our way into that part of the building okay so i'm gonna pull out my holographic uh robot rights group uh, badge and flip it over to the CIA business side. <laughs> let's let's CIA our way in there. Oh eh? God! CIA. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. I can do this. So you can't you can't what pun pun your way to the top? <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Um, I think I am going to go over to where the medics are. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Esme, you pass this group of firemen uh, that are huddled around the security guard and go talk to the paramedics. I feel like one of us should probably talk to the security guard at some point, but... I want to see what this corpse is about. Yeah, I'd probably go up to the security guard because I wanted some legitimacy for someone to sign off and say that I should probably be there. So what, you can deal with that's my first if you want. Um, so how do you approach these uh, paramedics in their uh, biohazard suits? I'm going to go up to them uh, <clears throat> and say, all right, what are we looking at? Excuse me, who are you? I am a doctor. What are we looking at? Um, this is an investigation site, ma'am. It doesn't matter what, like, you're not supposed to be here. They told me someone was injured. There's 
Yeah, I mean, the security guard over there is in shock, but everyone else is dead. Wait, they're, they're dead? They told me they were injured. What happened? Who told you? I honestly didn't get a name. By the way, what's yours? I'm Monroe, and you are? None of your business. So this person is deceased. He just kind of looks at you and, like, lifts his hand up and starts waving at a uh, police officer over in the distance. Well, shit. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe I could, like, bluff my way into peeking under there. Uh, I mean, if, if you want to try to do that, um, you could... Uh, I think you just have to make a charisma roll. Well, either that or persuade. Hmm. Uh, it's a forty. It's not the worst ever, but it's also not ideal. Um, uh, I'm going to try to persuade them to let me take a look at the body. That's pretty good. There you go. So that yeah, that's a success. So, uh, uh, so the question was that you wanted to uh. To know what happened to them? Yeah. Well, I, we're not sure, but it looks like they may have died from some new form of rabies. Maybe weaponized. Weaponized rabies? That sounds fun. Let's take a look. Ugh, no. Not unless I see some ID. I flip my ID at them and let them know that they are fucking with the wrong person. Okay, yeah, uh, so they don't look at it too closely. Uh, they see some ID with... Uh, so, who, which uh, agency do you think your ID is with? Oh, I put FBI. Okay, yeah, so FBI. Alright, uh, so they say, okay, um, here, wear these gloves... Get, uh, here. Jeremy, back up. Do you honestly think that I stomped my angry way up to a dead <laughs> fucking body without slapping on some gloves? Well, they also want She's you to a wear a gas mask. Okay, so you That's don't fine. have your so you have gloves on, but they want you to wear a gas mask too. They don't really have a hazmat suit to spare, but they can let you borrow a, a gas mask that they've got out of this emergency response vehicle okay uh, we've all been exposed to anything that's here anyways but sure i'll wear your little mask <laughs> he looks really nervous when you say that <laughs> says, uh, it's uh it's a good thing that we let the dispatcher know they i'm sure they've let the cdc know by now so uh so there's this body bag that they just brought out and there are two more inside the ambulance already uh, and you're wanting to examine the body, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna dig all through there. Uh, while I'm describing this, go ahead and make a sanity check. Why? Well, you'll see while I'm describing it. <sighs> um, so they unzip this body uh, that's in front of you, and you see a corpse. Oh, no. <sighs> this per <laughs> Oh, no. All right. This person, like, it looks like they died of asphyxiation, 
they have bulging eyes and tongues protruding from their mouth. Uh, their complexions look congested, and there is froth around their mouths. Uh, but on top of that, they are also heavily bruised, slashed, and scratched. This person's hands, teeth, and fingernails are broken and splintered. I mean, that's all very gross, but I don't understand why it's affecting me. I saw worse during my internship. It's just a lot all of a sudden. So lose one degree, Sandy. Jeremy, this is ridiculous. I'm a doctor. You're a doctor, and this is particularly gruesome. (sighs) What am I losing? 1d3. I don't want to lose 1d3. There you go. So two Sandy. Do you want to take a look at the other two bodies? Yep. Alright, that's two more Sandy checks. Jeremy, that's ridiculous! I know what to look for now! Mm Mm-hmm. You do. It's like he's saying, don't play my game. That's exactly what he's saying. Oh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's a 99. Yeah, for rolls that I shouldn't have to make. You fumbled. Um, So you're only going to lose one more point of Sandy. Because uh, there's a maximum that you can lose from all of these. Uh, and you have lost it. Can you hear my eyes rolling from there? Can you hear it? I'm rolling my eyes, so Jeremy. It's especially the, uh, hard. Hey, at least you got your fumble out of the way. Right, uh, that's how so, that works. You know, that's not how stats works, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, as you're looking over the gruesome state of these bodies, uh, you kind of piece together... It looks like not only did these uh, people exfisciate, it looks like they brutally attacked each other while they were doing it. Would you like to try that word again? (laughs) I'm looking it up right now. That can't be a real word. How do you spell it, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) So, so... It sounded like you were trying to say asphyxiate, which definitely isn't what happened here. But <laughs> you try that again, bro. Yeah, I know which word I was saying. <laughs> what was it? Asphyxiate. <laughs> One more time. It looks like they ran out of oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) Exfixiate, then. That doesn't make sense with your description. It doesn't. Bulging eyes and swollen tongues, congested complexions, and frothing mouths. Hey everyone, it's Jeremy. Thanks again for joining us as we continue this adventure into the unknown and the mysteries that's Delta Green. Uh, We had a lot of good feedback from that first week. So, thanks again. Um, You can contact us here at KSEL by emailing us at membersofksale at gmail.com. If you've got people you want to refer it to, if you like what you're hearing, please let everyone know. 
Uh, we have our episodes up on YouTube now as well. If you just search for members of K-Cell, it should pop up. I've got a little playlist going on my channel. Check that out as well. Again, just to let you know, we got some other stuff going on. Uh, John's got his website at jonathancush.com. Uh, he's got essays on film, and he's got some of his research that he does up there. Uh, Tabitha is going to be at Comic-Con here at the end of January. Uh, you can also reach out to her and check out her stuff at her Etsy store. That's Quiet Nova for her. And I've got my novel up on Amazon as well as a short story. So please just check that out if you like what you're hearing. Another shout out to Art Dream. They do a lot of great work supporting this wonderful game that they put out. And another shout out to Ketza, who did our intro and outro song, Mission Ready. Again, all of this info is in the description for the episode, so you can just check that out if you're interested in that. Uh, this week, I'm running Let's Learn Aklo, which showed up in the Unspeakable Oath issue 20, if you want to check that out. I think we've got two or three episodes out of this one. I'm going to let y'all get back to it. Uh, thanks for listening, and... I'll be staying in touch. Alright, so let's go to Cindy and away from all of that. I, uh, I guess I, so this security guard, um, does he look like a, an official type person? Or uh, does he look like he worked at this facility? Uh, so he looks like he worked at this facility. He's sitting on the back of the fire truck uh, with some of the firemen huddled around them. Uh, he's got a blanket wrapped around them. Uh, uh, it looks like he's sweating and shivering, mumbling quietly. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the firemen looks up as you're approaching, uh, and he kind of like n- gives you this like conspiratorial nod, like walks away from the group and pulls you aside and says, Are you with them? Maybe. So he, she's talking to me. Right? Oh. Yeah. Is, is he talking Nar- to Cindy? Or yeah, he's Esme? talking to Cindy. Yeah, Esme is looking over these bodies and, like, right. vomiting over there. Um, so I'd say, like, I, uh, I just got to the, got to the scene here. So, uh, so what's up, boss? Man, this is, I, I don't know what's going on here, man, but it's some really messed up stuff. I've never seen people look like this before. That's... Like That's why it, they call me in, it, and I, I flash my badge. I, I decide to, I'm actually from Homeland Security. So I, so I pull out my badge okay. and show it to him. Do I need to check to, if I pull out the right side? If it's the holographic side or the, the, no. the <laughs> Homeland Security side? No, we'll, we'll say that you practiced a few times in front of the mirror, so you're pretty confident with it now. Right, right. Like, quick draw with the 
with the little IT badge. Yeah. So like, I, like Doctor Who with his psychic paper. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be like, so so what's the ten four boss? Okay. So, like, the scene and sign. It's it's just like I don't know, man. It's like all these people just killed each other. I I I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. I I called you because it just seems like some really creepy shit, man. Yeah, well, um, that's that's like, why I'm here. He so, um, he points over the, at the, uh, the, the security officer and he says, "That's yeah, yeah." That's, so that's did Richard. You see anything? Y- yeah, that's Richard. Got like he's the reason that we were even called in. Like he, I guess he came to check on the group and they were. I don't know what they were doing there, but he came on that, and how he's just been in this state ever since. Like his nine one one call was barely coherent, and now we can't even understand him. He keeps talking about bodies, and he's in a state of shock right now. So, uh, so you you said you don't know uh, who the people were that were in there, or why they were in there? No. We just got here uh, about 30 minutes or so ago. Uh, what, what's your name? Uh, I'm Sam, Sam Misner. All right, Sam. Um, so um, so you guys just got here, um, and I see the EMTs up there pulling away some, some bodies. No, nobody's alive that's inside? Is that right? Yeah, no, there's no one alive. Yeah, and, and this guy, he's the only witness? Uh, yeah, uh, as far as we can tell, the whole place was empty. Uh, they're mm. they're the six corpses and that's it. Six of them. So uh, so I see one up there. So there's there's five more in the building. Uh, I I know that those uh, paramedics have been pulling some bodies out. So mm. uh, I guess there's mm. maybe there's just a couple more in there. I'm not sure. So so do you think uh, Sam? It's a, it's worth my uh, my time to go talk to the security guard. See, you've been able to get much out of him besides uh, besides uh, the rambling. I mean, I I don't think so, man. I like we've been trying to calm him down, but he's he's just in the state right now. Yeah. No, man. I've I've seen it. You know, been all over. Seen that. Seen that all the time. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> so I uh, you know just 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 you know hook up that ivy a hot cocoa to to the brother and uh hopefully you know he'll get his his nerves and uh i'll try i'll talk to him in the morning so uh uh yeah so uh maybe i'll, I'll go t- take a look inside i'm sure we can uh we can figure out what's going on here so uh so just uh just this way sam just uh through this door over here yeah uh so you turn to look at the door and you see captain care walking towards you hey cap Hey, Cap. Yeah, so so I'm just gonna flash my badge at him and say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm here from Homeland. Uh, here to what help name out." Uh, it, what name uh, is on your ID? Cr- Christopher. 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 Yep. C- Chris. That's what I said. Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> Definitely what I said. Definitely what I'd put on my badge. Do I need to roll to see if I pull out the right side this time? Uh, as as made uh, just so I know what's on your badge too, what name? Cheryl Tuttletree. All right, home. Oh, Homeland Security. Uh, well, 
how can I help you? Well, you know, I was just uh, called in to see what I can do to help out. Um, so I was hoping to, so I just talked to Sam over here from Fire. And uh, he assessed me a little bit on the situation. I saw you were busy with the cameras, so I didn't want to go interrupt. And uh, I was going to go uh, take a look inside, get a feel for what we're dealing with. Uh, I take it that you're taking over this investigation then? Uh, no, not at this point. Still your investigation boss. I'm just here to provide support. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, well, uh, we're, we're going to keep looking into things then uh is there appreciate it uh yeah just uh just here for support for the moment um you know i'll let you know if i if i need anything uh you know depending on what we're dealing with what's uh what's your assessment of the situation yeah i mean the the paramedics who showed up seem to think it's some kind of rabies uh rabies that, that worries me and then when i saw that you were here that worried me even more Maybe it's some sort of terrorist attack, but well, you know, could be. I've uh, I've definitely received training so that I'd know if that's that's the case. So uh, you're in good hands with old Christopher Christopher. <laughs> so as part of your investigation in here, uh, you're definitely at some point, maybe not now, going to want to obtain jurisdiction over here if there is something paranormal going on that way you can secure the evidence and prevent it from leaking out so all right i mean that seems like it get us in a whole mess of trouble but i hear you i hear you gm so what y'all gonna do now so i'm gonna walk in the building you gonna walk in there standing in total darkness at the moment so i'm <laughs> looking around for a light switch looking for a light switch and i flick it on as you're approaching the door, one of the paramedics uh, calls out, Hey, hey, you you really shouldn't go in there without a suit on, man. Is he wearing a suit? Yeah, both of the paramedics are wearing hazmat suits. And do I have my, like, I assume I've got my, like, you know, work suit on? So I look down and be like, like this suit, bro? No, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, they look at, uh... At you and Esme, and they say, well, "I mean, we got one spare here in the car." Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, I work for Homeland, so I think I need to get in there. I think that. Uh, hi, my name's uh, Agent Christopher. Christopher, what's your name? I say to Esme. Oh, I'm apparently vomiting, but my na my name is Cheryl Tunneltree. Why? Why is she vomiting? That's what he said. That's what Jeremy said. Mm-hmm. She lost some sanity from seeing some gross bodies. And you know doctors well, typically have a very strong vomit response. So I, I walk up to the paramedic and, and I say, uh, you know, hit me up with the suit. Okay, yep. So they'll help you get suited up if Cindy's the one y'all are sending in. I don't know. I mean, Esme uh, is having a... Having a, a very, you know, so, understandable reaction for a, a, it, an emergency it, response doctor. It was a singular vomit. It was not yeah. a sequence of vomits. Okay. She is well past the vomiting. Okay. So you're saying that either of us could go in there. As, well, I don't see a way that I could have a conversation with her and not it end up with me, like, for the onlookers at least, 
to think it makes more sense for me to have the suit than her. I mean, I mean go you ahead. Decide how y'all want to do it. So. Yeah. Okay, so you get suited up. And you can head on inside. So uh, now I now I I run in there. All right. So you see here a little lobby area for this community center. And I remember I saw movement in this area behind yes. me. So I think I'm going to head there first. Okay. Um, make a... What's your search? 21. All right. So you head on into this room. And... Do I need to roll a search check? Nope. You don't need to roll a search check. In this meeting room, you find a vortex of destruction. There are three bodies laying on the floor there uh, being photographed by this police photographer in a biohazard suit. Yeah, there is uh, numerous blood splatters and glass shards strewn across the floor. It appears that these victims uh, attacked each other with shards of a smashed mirror that you see uh, leaning against the far wall. These, there are seven laptops on the table. Uh, all of the screens have been uh, smashed. And then there's a uh, papers scattered all across the floor. Do the laptops look like they're entirely broken? Or is it just the screens that's broken? The screens are definitely broken. They look a little banged up. What's your computer science? 40? Yeah, you definitely... And I've, def and I've also... I know some computer languages, too. Yeah, you definitely so. feel like given... Uh, some time and the right equipment, you find one that you feel like you could resurrect. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, like, set that one aside. Maybe I'll take that one with me. Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna... Uh, so the photographer's just taking pictures? Yeah, he's just taking pictures. Does it, Does he look like he's uh, uh, focused? Or, like, I should go talk to him? Or what does he think about me being there? Uh, he kind of, like, nods at you when you walk in but goes back to taking pictures. All right. So I see the outline. So when I walk in, I see that there's these outlines on the ground yes. of these different uh, figures, and there's, I assume, blood and stuff <laughs> yeah, on they're, them. They're not really chalk outlines, because from my understanding, yeah. chalk outlines are when you take a living person from the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but, just... but I... I, 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 these indicators here are telling me where the bodies were. I, I, I understand. Um, yeah. So I see that, uh, does it look like the wounds, the bodies that have been removed had match the same wounds of the other people that are there? Uh, yeah. Uh, you should make some sanity checks as well for seeing these gruesome. Great. I thought it'd be totes fine, but nope. I guess not. Alright. Well, I mean, any time you enter a building and people are like, uh, everyone in there is dead, and then you see a dead body, it comes as a terrible shock. So, so I failed So that's that a D3. One. Great. Alright, well so that's... I lose, yeah. So, so I you, lose that number, right? 40. And, and your lunch. You also lose your lunch. Um, uh, well, it's mostly yingling right now. <laughs> most, <laughs> so you lose your yingling inside of your hazmat suit. Oh, right. no. Do, do I get to sober up a little bit then? Well, I hadn't been giving you penalties, so we'll say that having a fouled suit does it for you. But three is, you don't have to make the other two sand rolls, because three is the max you'll lose from these bodies. Great. Okay. Uh, um, Esme, 
outside. Uh, you're kind of looking over the bodies a little bit more, and out of the corner of your eye, you catch a glint of blue light coming from the roof of the building. Blue light? Does it look like um, emergency lights, or what kind of blue light? It's like a sky blue glow. Uh, When you turn to look at it, you don't see it anymore. You're not 100% sure if it was a thing that you saw, or a reflection of the police lights, or what. Is there a way up to the roof? A ladder, perhaps, up the side of the building that I can see? Not outside the building, no. There's probably some sort of roof access inside, but you don't see one on the outside. Okay. Are these bodies telling me anything? That they died in a very bizarre fashion. And a very bizarre and violent fashion. I'm going to go talk to the security guard, I guess. So how do you approach him? Um, is, is he still surrounded by... Are these firefighters? Uh, yeah, there's some firefighters there. That, they're not, like, surrounding him. They're just kind of, like, being nearby, keeping him warm and checking on him. They're waiting for an ambulance, basically, to take him to the hospital to be seen. Okay. I'm going to do what I did earlier and should have done to them instead of to the paramedics. I'm going to walk up and say, excuse me, I'm a doctor. I need to examine this person. Please give me some space. You use all of your medical training. Uh, This guy is definitely in a state of shock. Like As you're examining him, you notice that he's got a bruise on one of his... uh, on one of his upper arms. Uh, when you see that, uh, one of the firefighters said that the uh, paramedics gave him a anti-rabies immunoglob- immunoglobulin shot. Um, but he's In the arm? Yeah, in the arm. Upper arm. Huh, okay. Uh, like, as you're examining him and checking him over, he just is muttering quietly to himself about bodies... Bodies everywhere. Bodies on the ground. <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh, it is given in the arm. I was wrong. <laughs> what? Is there anything else that you want to do with him? Not you've looked him over. Well, yes, he's muttering about bodies everywhere. I'm. I'm going to try to talk. Talk him through it. Like, okay, how did the bodies get there? Okay, make a psychotherapy roll. You make me roll for things. Oh, look. Oh, nice. You rolled a good number. No, no, I didn't. I rolled a very bad number. number I'm not saying it out loud, Jeremy. You're not going to say that number? What's wrong with that number? No. Why don't you want to say that? Nothing is wrong with it. It's a failure. Well, go ahead and give yourself a check mark. What did I fail earlier? Sanity. Sanity. Do I get check marks for sanity? Sanity is not a skill, so. I disagree, but okay. So he, uh,. Uh, he starts sobbing as you start asking him about what went, what he saw and what happened. And the firefighters gently push you away and say, thank, thank you for checking him over and making sure he was all right physically. But he's, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's ready to be questioned yet. Neat. All right, well, I'm going to sit on my thumbs, I guess, since I can do nothing. Like, so I think what Jeremy's getting at 
is the second axiom that he sent us, you know, to, like, you know, after we started playing. It says, always have your go bag with false identification. Um, I didn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. So Jeremy's basically saying, like, so, so I have a long history with, with Jeremy uh, making up rules after the fact. And this just seems like it fits right into that pattern to me. It's <laughs> like, hey, when you guys are creating characters and I gave you like two weeks to do that, like, here's all this stuff that you should know. But like, I'm not going to tell you till like after I already have you on tape making fools of yourself. Yeah. Um, I also like how I told y'all that we were going to play a game where you play as X-Files agents, members of the U.S. government. And then, oh, hey... And I also remember you saying civilians. very many times that we were not members of the U.S. government, that Delta Green doesn't exist. It's not a company I could work for. So which way is it, bro? Yes. 